welcome back to another episode of the Who Are You to Lead Anyway podcast, where we focus on mastering the skills you need to navigate leadership and life with more ease and less angst. Today, it is Sunday as I'm recording this. This is episode 53. The sun is out. It is cool, but the trees are beautiful and the leaves are dancing in the in the wind. I am your host, Cynthia Jameson. If you are new to me and my work, I am an executive leadership coach. And today I want to delve into a topic that is essential as a compass in a stormy sea on our leadership journey. Are you curious? Yes, I am talking about self-awareness. My intention today is to talk about what self-awareness is, why it matters, how to cultivate it, and how it can challenge us. Now, as a special gift, I have created a bonus episode for you with a visualization exercise so that you can see, meet, and gain insight from the future version of you. And I had so much fun creating this. And I promise if you set aside five minutes of quiet time for yourself to experience it, you will cultivate self-awareness and you will be able to go back to it as many times as you want to as things change over over your leadership journey. So I want to start by saying leadership journeys always begin with hopes and dreams and visions, or at least mine did, and I'm sure yours does as well. But what often sets great leaders apart is their ability to understand themselves. Now, self-awareness, as defined by the Oxford Dictionary, is conscious knowledge of one's own character, feelings, motives, and desires. In simple terms, it's about knowing what makes you tick, recognizing your strengths, embracing your quirks, and understanding your vulnerabilities. But why does self-awareness matter? Well, let's consider it for a moment. If you don't know where you're starting from, in other words, who you are, what's important to you, what you like, what you don't, where you're strong, where you're, uh, where you can develop, how can you plan your route where you want to go? So self-awareness is your roadmap to making better choices, leading you toward the better version of you as a human and as a leader in a way that truly works for you. So instead of turning yourself inside out kind of like a pretzel to become what someone else's version of a good leader is, self-awareness can help you do that for yourself. It is the impetus to change because it alerts us to what we want, what we need, and what we might desire to change. And we can then investigate our reasons for making that change and then decide to do it. Self-awareness is the foundation of emotional intelligence, a key ingredient for effective leadership, if you will. And when you know how you react in certain situations, you can manage yourself so much more easily. You can manage your emotional state much more easily. And because of that, you are able to make more thoughtful decisions. Now, self-awareness is also a game changer from a communication perspective. When you understand your communication style and how others perceive you, you can make choices to adjust your style, adjust your approach, adjust your message to be authentically you which leads to more effective and empathetic interactions. Now, when you understand your own emotions, your own triggers, you are more likely to be able to understand those of others, which means you're also much more able to navigate conflict more effectively because you're remaining calm. 
So in a nutshell, self-awareness is like the compass that guides you through all of the complex terrain of human interactions. It makes us relatable, adaptable, and much more emotionally intelligent communicators. So how do you go about cultivating self-awareness, you might be asking? Well, it's like tending to a garden. It takes time. It takes care. And even some dirty work now and again. Meaning, you have to be willing to feel the strong emotions that may come up. Now, I've talked before about the importance of being aware of and knowing your strengths, your values. And in addition to this, I wanted to offer some specific strategies that you can experiment with. I have four of them outlined here for you today. I know there are more, but these are the ones that I wanted to spend some time just talking a little bit more on a deeper level about. So the first one is journaling. So being able to write down your thoughts, your feelings, and your reflections on a daily or a routine basis is kind of like having a conversation with yourself on paper. Now, I like to use it, I'll share with you personally, in in a way where I sit quietly and I ask myself, what is the situation that I want to resolve? What are the judgments I am making about myself? about others, about the circumstances. And I have to be honest with myself if I'm really going to gain any awareness here. I have to be thinking about what are all of the thoughts that I'm having about this particular circumstance? What are all of the feelings that I'm having about it? And what are the fears that are wanting to be heard for me? So I personally love to ask myself and my clients, how can this problem be an opportunity for me or create a possibility for me? What about this situation can inspire me toward greater things is another great question to ask. And another nuance here is when you are able to zoom out and take yourself out of the situation, you can look at what are the choices that you have that you feel inspired by and from there create a plan of action. So for me specifically, when I have done that, I then ask myself, my last question to myself is, okay, now what do I need to believe about myself in order to carry this out? So this is the method I use the most. I use it when I notice I am in a negative emotion and it's like a cue for me to just stop and ask myself kind of hand on heart, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? What am I believing about myself in the situation, which gives me awareness into how I am creating the results I currently have, or to say it a little bit differently, how I've contributed to the situation, because I have. Now, I want to offer a pro coach tip. This is truly a coach tip. (laughs) So asking what or how questions is a process of self-inquiry, which allows us to dig deeper, unveiling hidden motivations, and unlocking the doors to self-improvement. We can get at some of the unconscious thoughts with what or how questions versus if we ask ourselves why questions that has a tendency to take us in the past when our current thoughts and unconscious thoughts aren't available to us. And so I would just recommend what or how questions although it's completely, totally up to you because you know you better than anyone. The second method that I use to cultivate self-awareness is to seek feedback from your peers, your mentors, your team members, your spouse, your partner, a coach, someone 
that you know that you trust. Because sometimes that external perspective can be incredibly enlightening. This is also a great opportunity to consider recurring feedback. If you've received recurring feedback from your friends, your family, from your colleagues, your mentors, people you work with, perhaps there are some common themes or observations that stand out to you. And that could be just really curious to spend, why does that keep happening? You can understand how others perceive you, which can provide really useful information into your strengths, your weaknesses, and your areas for growth. So that's the second way to cultivate awareness. Now, last week on episode 52, I already talked about utilizing music for emotional states, which is a way to connect with yourself and build awareness intentionally. But I want to add a little bit more about meditation and mindfulness. And this is why I created that gift for you, because finding a few moments within the day to connect with yourself, to kind of disconnect from everything else that's going on within your life, connect back to yourself and take a couple of deep breaths and simply asking yourself, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? And just noticing it without blame or without judgment. Because it's in those quiet moments that you might just uncover a hidden truth. And here's where you don't want to use self-awareness against yourself. So you don't want to beat yourself up because you've noticed something. But what you do want to do is you want to have compassion for yourself instead. Okay, I've noticed. I see you. Thank you. Thank you very much for bringing my attention to this. And now I'm going to choose what to do. So that's a way you can use meditation and mindfulness. The last way is personality assessments. So there are so many tools. There's Myers-Briggs type indicator, and I know there's lots of thoughts and uh, different ways of thinking about that particular tool. There's the DISC assessment. There's Enneagram. There's so many assessments. Many of them are free that can offer you deep insight into your personality specifically. And if you are a leader who's using assessments to raise awareness, it's important to be honest with yourself as you're answering the questions that will create the output that you're about to get. And when you're reviewing the results, be curious about what's true about the assessment and consider how the specific traits show up or are present in your life. I'm always a big fan with assessments of a big fan of this for anything really is kind of like take what you take what serves you and leave the rest. And that doesn't mean take something that you've heard repeatedly about yourself and kind of ignore it. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is find what's useful to you. Also, from an assessment perspective, it can be really interesting to share your assessments with others that you trust and value input from and ask for observations or feedback based on the results that you have. Because this can help you determine how, if how you see you is how others perceive you and are those two selves congruent. Now, many of you listening because you are leaders have likely had multiple assessments over time. And what's interesting about that is that regularly assessing allows you to track your personal growth. As you adapt and change over time, so do the outputs of these assessments adapt and change over time, especially if you have chosen to do that intentionally. Now, all of these ways are tools that are valuable signposts 
on your journey to self-awareness. And combining these with self-reflection enables you to take a holistic approach to personal growth. So now I want to shift to just talking a little bit about the challenges and compassion. But here's the deal. So the path of awareness, the path to self-awareness is not always a walk in the park. Sometimes it reveals those uncomfortable truths that I was telling you about. And that's okay. Now I want to give you an example. So let's say, for instance, that there's an uncomfortable truth that shows up that says, I have a tendency to micromanage my team. So for a leader, this is uncomfortable and it might emerge during the process of self-awareness. So realizing that you tend to be overly controlling, doubting the te- your team's abilities to complete tasks without your constant oversight. This realization can be really uncomfortable because it challenges your perception of yourself as an effective leader. However, acknowledging this truth can be a significant turning point. It opens the door to addressing the issue, to understanding the underlying reasons for this behavior, such as trust issues or perfectionism, and then being able to take intentional steps to empower and trust the team more, ultimately improving your leadership style and team dynamics. So embracing uncomfortable truths like this one is a vital part of personal and professional growth. And it demonstrates that leaders are not infallible. We do make mistakes. And self-awareness is the first step in being a more effective and a more empathetic leader. And the most important thing is to be compassionate with yourself along the way. Look, we are all human. We are all trying to do the very best that we can. And we are all a work in progress. We can only do better when we know better. And the key is not to just know yourself, but to accept yourself, to accept where you are on this journey of leadership in life. So again, we never want to use self-awareness against ourselves because it erodes our self-trust And those uncomfortable truths are often the stepping stones to becoming more authentic and more empowered. So there you have it, friends. Self-awareness is your leadership superpower. I invite you to embrace it, to nurture it, and to be kind to yourself throughout the journey because you have got this. And as I wrap up today's episode, I want to leave you feeling inspired, confident, and ready to embark on your self-awareness journey. The path ahead is exciting. It's full of revelations, and it's going to make you an even better leader than you already are. So I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining me today. Until next time, embrace your uniqueness, cultivate self-awareness, try the visualization exercise out, let me know how it goes, and remember that you have all of the potential to lead with grace and power in an authentic way. I will see you next week. Take care. Hey, listener, it's Cynthia. I want to say thank you for joining this incredible expedition of self-discovery and leadership growth as a listener of the Who Are You to Lead Anyway podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the tips, tools, insights, and conversations with my remarkable guests so far. If you want to take your leadership journey to new heights, join my newsletter where you'll receive exclusive updates, bonus content, and valuable resources to support your ongoing development as a leader. See the show notes for the newsletter sign up. As a token of my sincere appreciation, I want to offer you a complimentary self-discovery workbook designed to raise your awareness around what might be in your way of even greater success. 
To claim it, simply head over to my website. I'll put that link in the show notes, www.cynthiajamisoncoach.ca. Sign up and your workbook will be delivered right to your inbox. And there is something I would love to ask of you. Your feedback is an incredible gift and is an important part of this community. I really want to know what topics resonate most with you, what guests you'd like to hear from, and how I can serve you better. Your ratings, reviews, thoughts, and feedback will guide me in tailoring future episodes to give you more of what you want and need on your leadership journey. So if you're loving the Who Are You to Lead Anyway podcast, your input means the world to me, and it helps me shape an even more enriching and impactful podcast for you. I would really appreciate your help in spreading the word about the work that we're doing here. Once again, thank you so much for being part of my podcast family and for investing in your leadership growth. Remember, leadership starts with knowing yourself and embracing your unique abilities. Together, let's continue to thrive as authentic and influential leaders. Thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.